All right, for those of you who are in my Iron Man ministry, and for those who have endured my Bible school classes, you have probably heard this story before. Um, but if you'll bear with me, for those of you who don't know me quite as well, I had an experience a few years ago that absolutely transformed my relationship with Jesus. It came at a time of personal crisis in my life. That crisis was self-inflicted, you know, the result of my own sin. Uh, I was at a crossroads in my relationship with my wife. We were on the verge of divorce. My relationship with God was not the best. And I was in despair and I cried out to him. And I sought help and as a part of the recovery process, uh, I experienced, let me say this, I had an encounter with God that reshaped everything about my worship experience, everything about my relationship with Him. Paul says that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. This was an eye-opening, mind-bending experience. It caused a paradigm shift that has opened my heart up to God in a new way. It has helped me encounter God in a different way than I had ever known in my in life before. The, before. And uh, there is one passage, Romans chapter 8, verse 8, that says, Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. That was an eye-opener for me. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. I don't know why that particular passage was the one that stood out to me, but it caused me to question, well, then how do I get out of the realm of the flesh? Because I definitely want to please God. And that question has been the question that has driven me to seek, how do I get out of the realm of the flesh? And along with that passage and in that time, I had what can only be described as a vision. Similar to the visions that other uh, biblical uh, characters have described in the Bible. I'm not going to go into the details of my vision, but I found myself caught up into the heavenly realms And what I began to realize is that I am a spiritual creature as well as a fleshly one. That my primary creative being is a spiritual one. And that I exist in both the spiritual and the physical realm at the same time. But my true nature lies in the spiritual. My eternal nature lies in the spiritual And it became clear to me that really there is only a thin veil 
that is between our existence in the physical and our existence in the spiritual. Now, many of us, we never get the opportunity to see beyond that veil. So, we may have a head knowledge of understanding that worship is to be done in spirit and in truth, but if you've never experienced the lifting of that veil or the piercing of that veil, if you've never experienced what it's like to be in the spiritual realm, it may be very difficult to actually achieve worship in the spirit. And so uh, what I've come to learn is that there are a number of kind of spiritual hacks (laughs) that the Bible has given uh, that describe how we can pierce that veil. I love life hacks. Uh, I was just looking through uh, some uh, hacks and uh, uh, just in the last few minutes I learned that I can use my sunglasses as a holder for my iPhone and that uh, beeswax is a is a good way to waterproof your shoes. <laughs> well, the Bible uh, gives us a number of hacks that we can use to pierce the veil, uh, to get into the spiritual realm. You know, so often when uh, I've been interested in learning how do I get closer to God, or if you ask somebody, how do you get closer to God? Uh, They're going to mention the spiritual disciplines of Bible study and prayer and uh, music, singing. Those are all tools that we have that are useful to us to, to learn about God and to know God. But in and of themselves, they do not get us into the spiritual realm. And we can go through all of those spiritual uh, disciplines and never enter the spirit. Never enter that spiritual realm. So I began to think, what if I entered the spiritual realm first and then read the Bible? What if I entered the spiritual realm first and then prayed to God? What if I was in the spirit when I worship him, when I sing songs? So that began a search for how do I get rid of my flesh? How do I get out of the realm of the flesh and into the realm of the spirit? And so today what I want to do is I want to share with you three spiritual life hacks that have assisted me in getting out of the realm of the flesh and into the spirit. And then I want to share with you some suggestions on how to implement these hacks. So practical advice on igniting your passion for God by getting into the Spirit today on Iron Supplements. So we have any morning people out there? Now I'm not talking about those of you who have no other choice but to be up early in the morning because of your job. No... I mean those people who actually enjoy getting up with the butt crack of dawn 
with attitudes that rival the Smurfs for happiness, all without the aid of coffee. You know who I'm talking about, morning people. If you're one of those morning people, I need you to know that I both admire you for your cheery disposition and simultaneously have a pent-up desire to strangle the life out of you. (laughs) You morning people... You just don't know how grateful you should be that God created coffee for the rest of us. I'm convinced that coffee has done more to save the lives of innocent people than any organization on earth. I mean, it's certainly kept me out of jail on a few occasions, I'm pretty sure. Um, Now, I'm beginning to think that I may unknowingly come across like some overly cheerful morning person when it comes to the way I talk about my relationship with God. I mean, I think most people just hear me and think, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's great, but, you know, can I just, like, get back to my video games? (laughs) I may be a little bit much to deal with for the average Christian. But you know what? I don't want to be the average Christian. I spent the majority of my years in church being okay with being the average Christian. I was okay with my lukewarmness. I'm not about annoying anyone. I'm just like, if you only knew, it's if you only knew, I mean, listen to these promises from God, from Jeremiah chapter 29, Jeremiah chapter 29, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. And those are some pretty incredible promises just the 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 promise that God says you can find me you will find me you can have this relationship with me and when you do when you find me I, I listen I hear you and I have plans for you I have such grand plans for you God says plans for you to prosper it says, I don't want you to come to harm. I have hope for you and a future for you. you know, this idea that God will be found, it's echoed throughout Scripture. Jesus says, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open." I think some of us expect God to fulfill those promises without 
fulfilling our side of the bargain. Because we want God to prosper us. We want him to hear us. We want him to listen to us. We want him to to make himself available to us. We want him to to make his presence known to us. But I wonder how much we seek him. <laughs> how much we truly search and open our hearts for him. He says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And you know what I hear when I read that? I read what I learned is one of the spiritual life hacks the spiritual hacks that get us from our carnal nature and into the spiritual nature. That one of the practices that we put in place is an intentional seeking. Intentionality. We have to decide that that relationship is worth the effort to change what we're doing. And we must be intentional about our process of going to Him. We need to decide to seek Him with all of our heart. We have to make a choice. Like Joshua, choose this day the one you will serve. He said, as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. That choice directs every other choice that you make for your day. And if you're just waiting around for God to to come to you, He may. He's been known to do that. He's been known to seek out people at, at certain times, but you will never consistently find this connection with God. You may occasionally have moments where you see into a spiritual existence. But if you only knew the value of having this on a consistent basis in your life. So the first, uh, the first spiritual hack uh, is to be intentional about your search. That means you have to take the necessary steps. And uh, as I said earlier, uh, after I give you the three steps, I'm going to give you some practical suggestions on how to implement those. So one of the biggest frustrations of my life right now is dealing with the overwhelming momentum of my routine. I have spent a lifetime developing a lot of bad habits. And you know, I don't really have to spend a lot of time and energy thinking about how I am going to go about my day. I mean, I just don't think about how I'm going to respond in certain circumstances. I just Go and react. 
In general, I'm just not a very contemplative person. That is until my head hits the pillow. And then for some reason, I don't know what it is. The moment my head hits the pillow, I am transformed from this mindless troll trudging through the ruts of my daily routine into somebody who cannot wait to explore the secrets of the universe. <laughs> uh, I think, and I think, and I plan. And I just know tomorrow I'm going to begin this journey to discover all these beautiful dreams of a better life. I make all these plans about all the things that are going to change. And then finally I get to sleep. And when I wake up, all those beautiful thoughts and plans, well, they're just lost in the fog and the momentum of my routine. <sighs> One of the best spiritual hacks that I have learned over the years is the practice of mindfulness. And uh, let me see if I can't give you an idea of what mindfulness is. Uh, I'm going to read from Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Now, you might be tempted to think, since I talk about it all of the time, that what really attracted me to this passage is the idea of getting out of the flesh. And so you might think that verse 5 is really attractive to me. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desires, and greed. And that is true. Like That is something that I harp on. How do we get out of that realm of the flesh? But this actually tells us how to get out of the realm of the flesh. And what really attracts me to this passage is this promise that we have in verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, who is your life, appears then you also will appear with him in glory. Now, I had always read that as an end-time kind of prof prof uh, promise that when Christ appears at the end times, we're going to appear with him in glory. But that is not the context of this passage. The context is a daily transforming of our mind, a daily setting of our mind on things above. It's, this is the practice of mindfulness. What is mindfulness? It's the practice of being present. To stop whatever I'm doing and appreciate everything that is going around me, going on around me in the moment. So, what are the things that I see? What can I hear? What do I smell? Just take in everything that is around you and acknowledge it 
and appreciate it. It's a, it's a practice of just being present in the moment. And what I'm going to do with that, when, I'm, when I am in that present moment, and I can just take in everything and appreciate it and be thankful for it, then what I want to do with that is I want to connect all of these earthly things to something spiritual. After all, it is God who gave us all these things. He is in all of these things. He is our very life. And see, when we set our hearts and our minds, when we take this this spiritual hack of mindfulness, of being present in the moment and then connecting everything that we sense around us to something spiritual, what invariably happens is that Christ appears. That's what I'm talking about. That is when we get to that spiritual connection. He appears in that moment. And when we, when he appears, we appear with him in glory. That is the hack. That is how you get to that spiritual connection with God. So practice this mindfulness and being present in the moment. Okay, so my final spiritual hack is connection. Connecting things that are in the physical world to something that is in the the spiritual. Uh, and this is really easy to do. I mean, God has just left basically a transporter into the spiritual through his creation. And we've all experienced how easy it is to get out into nature and to be connected to God. I just think about, you know, the, so many of the Psalms. One, uh, one of my favorite, Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth their words to the ends of the world. And the writer of that psalm is exactly right. He, he gets how nature proclaims the glory of God. He gets how nature connects us to God. He gets how something that is in the physical world connects us to the spiritual. But the challenge I have for you is not to do just the easy things. The, the, I mean, we just basically have this transporter from the physical world to the spiritual world by stepping out into nature. And we often experience that when we go to the mountains or to the beach or into a forest or on a nature trail. It's easy to get connected to the spiritual in that. But all things have the ability to be connected to the spiritual. And this is a great exercise that it's a great spiritual hack. This exercise is a great spiritual hack to learn how to take everything 
anything, even the most simple and mundane objects of this earth, and to give it a spiritual connection. For example, right now, I'm just looking down at my shoes. And I can look at my shoes and I can make a spiritual connection. I can think about my walk with God. I can think about how God told Moses to remove his sandals from his feet because where he was was holy. And I can think about, take that and think about how, well, everywhere I go is holy ground because everywhere I go, the Lord is with me. And sometimes I needed to be, I just need to be reminded that, that all I need in order to do to be connected to God may just be to take off my shoes and walk on his, his creation and to feel it and to be connected to it without anything standing in the way. See right there, that's just one little object. Can you take anything in your life and connect it to something spiritual? The answer is yes. And if you get into the practice of doing it, it is a great way to always be connecting to the Spirit. I can't tell you how much I appreciate everyone who participates in my Ironman ministry, who listens to my podcast, Iron Supplements. I want to close out by giving you just some really practical suggestions for how to implement these spiritual hacks of intentionality, of mindfulness, and of connection. And they're really not going to be mind-blowing. Perhaps you've thought of them yourself, but there are some really practical ways. If you're going to be intentional about uh, your your approach, your connection with God, trying to get into a passionate relationship with Him, there are some things that you can do. And I think that the first thing is you can make a date. Like if you're interested in somebody, whether it's a relationship of somebody of the opposite sex and you want to start a romantic encounter with them, or whether it's with a friend and you just want to to get together with them you set a time and a place and um, try to make that time special so one of my favorite things is just to have a picnic with God and I go out with my with nothing but my lunch and my Bible and just get out in nature and it's a great time to just practice uh, mindfulness to just be present and it's a great time to, to practice connection, to just be in nature. And when I find myself uh, doing something special like that in order to connect with God, it becomes very easy to get into the spiritual realm. And when I'm there, Jesus appears and I'm with him in glory. And then I have my Bible there and I open it up and the Word of God is revealed through the power of the Spirit. And He talks to me. and he, I, 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 I seek Him and I find Him. Wow. That's that. Uh, go on a date. Make a date with God. That is a powerful way. Uh, another, one, another thing, another suggestion is just press the off button. Turn off every device. Turn off everything that is the world. Um, Get off of your cell phones. Get off of 
your TV, your computers. Get get away from all the distractions. And the the goal is to find solitude without isolation. Because what you're really seeking is not so much solitude, but a place to be with God and a way to be with God. It is the practice of mindfulness, of being present without the distractions. And again, God shows up. Jesus shows up. And then you are there with him in glory. Uh, The next suggestion I call barefoot in the park. And I love this. I love to just take off my shoes and go walking in the grass just for a moment just to connect with nature if I can't get away or do anything I have some green grass in my front yard and I just take off my shoes and I go out there and I just feel the coolness of the leaves of grass Uh, it's great I love it it's one of my favorite things to do just connect with God and then uh, my fourth suggestion is actually a very cool practice to get into. And I, I call it All Things Praise God. And what, we're, what I do is I will take any ordinary daily item, like anything. It can be the most mundane thing, a pencil. It can be your chair. It can be your shoes. And, and the challenge is to take an ordinary item and give it a spiritual connection. Just thinking of like doing this uh, when you take a shower and you just connect the, the warm water that's pouring over you with the, the cleansing of baptism, of, of, of rain coming down and refreshing the earth, of well, whatever it is that you want to connect it to spiritually. If you can just... Get in the practice of, of taking anything and connecting it to God. As you're driving down the road, you think about how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. How there's one path to God. How wide is the, the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the path that leads to God. You know, you can take anything and give it a, a spiritual connection. And I highly encourage you to do this with all of your devices especially your cell phone like give it a spiritual connection if you did that how would it change how you used your device how would it change what apps you used and and how much time you spent on it and uh, the the sites that you went to and how much time you spent on social media and what you actually did on social media um all things praise God. If you can take every mundane item in earth and give it a spiritual connection, uh, that is a great practice to get into. And then one of the, the best ways to kind of cre- uh, connect to our creator God is to create something yourself. Make something. Build something. Write something. Sing something. Make a song. Make a poem. Um, whatever it is, just be creative. I mean every little way of being creative uh, the other day I was uh, playing with my grandson Barry and we were just taking dominoes and we were building little domino houses and domino castles and and uh, just that little you know building of something making something creating it was my creation and it connects me to the creator God 
It's a great way of connecting. Write another great thing to create is to write, to write in a journal. That's a great way to create something. And then uh, another great thing to, to create is a love letter. Like just write a letter to God. Um, and then my final suggestion, very simple, is bring God along. That's what I call it. Bring God along. And it's the practice of, of taking God everywhere with you and just acknowledging that you're taking him with you. And so every time I get in the car, I, I announce where I'm going. I go, uh, I am going to the store. Jesus, you want to come along? And, uh, and I bring him along with me. And it's not so much that I'm bringing along an imaginary friend, but I give him a, a body in my mind. I give him a personality in my mind and I bring him along and I connect with him. And I use everything that I know about Jesus to, to, to form that, that uh, being that I'm taking along with me. And uh, so bring God along. Those are my suggestions for how to take those spiritual hacks and put them into practice to be intentional, to be mindful, and to connect with God. And uh, I hope that this uh, podcast has been a blessing to you. Again, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate how you lift me up and encourage me every single day. Thank you.